always behave himself and do the homework. Thanks for coming to the Sun of Smiley podcast. My name is Ed Hill, and I am a stand-up comedian and the Sun of Smiley. What you're about to hear are some stories about me, some stories about my dad, and some stories between my dad and I. So sit back, relax, and don't forget to smile. Hey, everybody! Good to see you all on episode two nineteen of the Sun of Smiley podcast. I have a show coming up, so if you've been paying attention to my tour page,、um, there is new stuff posted, and no longer says that I am not touring because of COVID restrictions. I am not touring, however, I am doing shows online. So on May thirteenth at seven p.m.、Uh, Pacific time, I will be doing a show in collaboration with the Vancouver Public Library. It's on Zoom. It's called Fun City Writing Comedy in Troubled Times, where I'll be joining my friends Daniel Chai and also Andrea Jin, you know, fellow Asian comedians in Vancouver, talking about writing comedy and doing a short set. The show is free, so if you'd like to attend the show on May thirteenth, just go to my website. There's a link that says "Click Here," and you can watch the show for free. And I hope to see you all there. Because what else are you gonna do、um, with the third wave raging on? I hope this thing's over soon, man. Because it doesn't feel like it's gonna be over soon. So today, I thought I'd bring up something that kind of just you know came about to me and reminded me by that grammar grammatically it made no sense. Like literally, it was a complete breakdown in the English language right there just a second ago. All right, let's try this again. Let's see if I can actually speak properly as a human being. So I was talking to somebody about playing the piano, and that conversation kind of reminded me of this story. So I have a very complicated relationship with the piano. I I'm very good at the piano. I got a performance degree from the Lynn College of Music when I was sixteen, mainly because it was something my parents thought would be a good idea to have. So you know there was hours of practice. Um, millions of pages of examinations and practices, just grueling, grueling process. You know, if you play an instrument, I really recommend you do it for fun. Don't don't do it this way. However, I I got my degree when I was sixteen, and really, there's really much nothing much that's enjoyable about piano for me. You know, I didn't. I didn't really like the the regimen. I didn't like the rigidity. I didn't like the exams. I definitely didn't like the theory, and the counterpoints, and trying to figure out what which note goes where, what sounds best. I did, you know, as I got older, I did become more fond of it because I was able to compose. I was able to create my own sounds, create my own songs, and create my own pieces. So. My last piano teacher saw this because every time before we start a lesson, I would kind of sit there and kind of just you know play some stuff, and he come in, what's that? And, and obviously, it's not something that I was supposed to do, and not something we're working on. I would just say, oh no, I was just playing around with some chords and kind of compose my own music, stuff like that. And you know, he he wouldn't deter it. I mean, he wouldn't also spend the whole lesson. On the stuff I was making up, but he will also kind of you know push me a little bit. You know what? Why don't you try this? Why don't you try that? We jam a little bit, you know, just for fun. 
And at one point, he mentioned to me, would you like to compose something and perform it at this local performance space? And I, I guess once a year, um, this art center will have young composers like myself go in and premiere their pieces. They play it and, you know, showcase their work in front of audiences or other composers or other piano players. And I was like, okay, sure. Never done it before. Never really written anything down on paper, on sheet music. I, I used to write songs. I write lyrics. But I, I would never put actual notes on sheet music. It was just all in my head. And I would improvise. And I remember the configurations and so on. So this is the first time I was you know, putting it down. You know, putting out um, fingerings putting down notes, putting down tempos. And I don't remember much about that process. And probably because I didn't hate it. And I didn't love it either. It was kind of something like, okay, I guess you got to do it. I, I liked composing this piece. So, you know, I, I created this kind of poppy sounding, um, little melancholic, you know, piano piece. It's, it's sort of a ballad um, for this particular performance and i remember my dad took me and he was there in the audience and you know it was it was my time and i still remember i, I didn't memorize the piece so first of all big no no like at least memorize it. it's your piece man like you're gonna go out there with like all these sheets of music i didn't really exactly do a good copy of the sheet music either it's not like i typed it out i mean there's programs you can type it out i didn't have that i mean it's before computer time i didn't write a you know good copy of either with ink it was all in pencil i remember it was on separate sheets and i you know i didn't want to flying everywhere while i was performing so i kind of taped it together with tape um so so what kind of you know you kind of tape the edges of the paper together so when you pull it open kind of these one long page you know you know those movies where some guy's showing you you know, your bill, like you, you owe a lot of money and you get this huge grocery list of things you got to pay for. It's kind of like that. Like you open it, just this giant sheet music that span across this grand piano I'm playing on. So I'm walking up there, pulling this accordion of paper. And I remember I was, I, I didn't wear any sp anything spectacular either. You know, most people were dressed up. There were people wearing dresses, you know, formal wear. Things that you wear to a classical music performance. I... I look like I was there for like a Charlie Brown Christmas concert, you know, just casual things that things I still wear to this day to interviews. Like if you see it, you're like, what is that? Why? Why did you buy it in the first place? And why did you decide to wear it? And why would you wear that in public? So I, that's, that's why I did. I remember I did my hair. That's why I remember my hair was hella fine. So I'll tell you that my hair was great. I think I parted it. That was the style at that time in the nineties. Um, was it the nineties? Maybe it's early two thousand. Doesn't matter. Around that time, where I was just I looked like a tool. So I'm on there and I performed the piece and I was into it because you gotta remember I, I love performing on on composition. You know I put my heart and soul into it, and the reception is good. People were clapping. They really enjoyed it. And I got off. Um, and I sat back in my seat. You know my dad was sitting there and I kind of rejoined him. And. The, I guess the host who's, who's hosting this event, who was bringing out the performers, and he, he, first of all, he, you know, he brought me up, this young man's got this piano piece, 
called The Last Time. So I named the piano piece The Last Time, which, you know, there's no explanation as to why these pieces are, are called these. And most people will call it like, you know, prelude in B minor, um, you know, etude in C major, whatever it is, you know, very, very classical sounding pieces. And I, there's this dude who composed this poppy sounding piece and called it the last time, just the weirdest thing you can think of. So obviously I sit back down and the host wants to have a conversation. He's intrigued. We're all intrigued. Why is it called the last time? Because the piece didn't sound like it was the last time anything. It wasn't a solemn piece. It wasn't, it didn't sound like a requiem. It was just this poppy sounding melancholic song. So he asked me, he said, hey, hey, Edward, why, why did you call the last time? And because I was the angsty 15-year-old young man, instead of just saying this was a reflection of what whatever, this was a symbol, whatever, or I just like the name, I just started describing some sort of weird metaphysical manifesto. So I don't remember exactly what I said, but I remember the gist what I said. So what I said was, I've named the piece last time because it's a manifestation and portrayal of how this is the very last time that music will be locked within this rigid space. That classical music doesn't have to be classical Pop music doesn't have to pop. Music is just music. And this is the last time that this appreciation... And this just makes no sense. Basically, I'm, I was just shitting on the whole event. Like, you guys are all prestigious douches and snobs. Listen to my piece. I'm here critiquing you, your life choice and what you decide to be and what this whole event's about. That's why I call it last time. Yes, it's a very melancholic, poppy song that's very nice sounding and is relaxing. But you know what? It's not a relaxing song. And that's why it's hidden under all these melancholic melodies. I don't know. I just remember when I said, and I, you know, most people, when they when he does ask the people to describe their, their pieces, most people say like a one sentence thing. And he just kind of moves on. I was like, cool, thank you. And I go on this giant diatribe of nonsense full of teenage anger <laughs> and i just remember the host was like okay that i did not expect the answer that was a very you know existential response to something so simple and so light and it just it just got awkward i mean i think nobody talked to me after that um no one came up and congratulated me or say like the piece. And I think that was the last time I played it. And I just remember my dad was super confused. He didn't really want to talk about it. He was just like, okay, this dude needs some sort of therapy. I'm not going to get involved because I don't want to deal with that. So let's just call it. I just remember my dad said, oh, this sounds very Japanese-y. Good. Like it. Yada, yeah. Maybe a little more intensity from time to time. You know, just the typical my dad type of response. But... That whole diatribe, I just remember he was so quiet. He was just like, okay, just let it out, say it. And so we never had to talk about this ever again. 
So yeah, so that's the last time. I wish I had a recording of it. I don't even know where the she music went. I think I still have it somewhere. And it's just this crusty accordion pieces of paper. But yeah, that's what it reminded me of. And I was an angry, angry young man. And I'm glad I'm no longer that person, to be honest. And it's good to be calm, you know? Especially in the world like this, where everything is just all over the place. But anyways, um, that is this week's episode. If you want to check out that show on May 13th, go to my website at kingandhill.com. If you haven't seen the special, check it out on Amazon Prime and Apple TV called Candy and Smiley. And I will see you next week around the same time, definitely the same place, with a brand new story. I'll be the son of Smiley. Take care, everybody.